basically one is, you know, the first one is, is do you support the commission establishing um, an emergency shed antler closure framework? And then the second two are simply, um, you know, that the department is considering closing the Southeast region in the spring of 2024 based on the the severity of the winter of 2023. And um, the second option would be to the commission or the department is proposing to close um, the Southeast region and the Upper Snake regions in 2024. Rockcast is powered by Onyx Hunt, and for good reason. Onyx Hunt is the number one hunting GPS app in the industry. Stay tuned for a Rockcast promo code. Hello, Rockcast listeners. This is a podcast we put together in just a few minutes today, so if the audio is not super good, well, forgive us, but it probably is. Um, I've got Toby Boudreaux, the Idaho Fishing Game State Deer and Elk Coordinator on the horn here today. Uh, He hit me with a text at the first part of the week that Idaho has uh, now put out some proposed shad antler retrieval seasons and wanted to get on the podcast. I'm going to say it right up front. The comment period for this closes on October 9th. So, Listen to the podcast. We'll try to keep it spiffy here. And if you want to comment on it, Toby will point you in the right direction. But but this isn't something to sit on for a while because the comment period will close. And as my dad always said, if you don't vote, don't complain. So anyways, welcome to the podcast today. Toby, you out there? Yeah. Thanks, Robbie. Appreciate you uh, taking the time to help us get the word out on this uh shed antler uh, gathering season uh that the department has yeah happy to do it i wish we could have done it sooner um uh, yeah two hours ago I, w- I was sitting on the glass uh watching some hillsides for a buck i've been looking for the last couple of weeks and when i, I, I the, the way it rolls uh, in this open sagebrush country if you haven't found them by nine or ten o'clock man it gets slow for the rest of the day so that's why i blew you up i thought well maybe, maybe we can get this recorded so here we are um tell us how the shed antler proposal thing came together i guess let's just give give people that right up front yeah great idea well i mean i guess we have to start back in history um and in you know obviously in idaho uh idaho actually had their first uh shed antler gathering seasons um in eastern idaho in 1994 Um, And then in 1998, they added a whole bunch more areas, uh, basically all of Region 5. And then the rule was discontinued in 2002. And one of the key elements of this is that when the legislature gives the authority to an agency's commissions all around the West, um, sometimes it is uh, very narrow in definition and says you have the authority to set seasons for wildlife 
And in other states like Colorado, like Wyoming, like Nevada, um, who have shed antler seasons currently, they actually, their commission has the ability to set seasons on wildlife and their parts. <clears throat> and that's where we were missing it. And that's why uh, those rules were discontinued in the early 2000s. So that's where it all started. Um, I guess the other thing that has sort of happened over the last few years is, you know, obviously Wyoming instituted a season. Um, it's only in the western part of the state, uh, but it, it still is a, a shed antler season. Colorado put in a season and uh, and also Nevada put in a season on their uh, on the east side county. So right. um, and 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 the reason obviously states do that is because there is an impact to deer on the hillside uh, during winter. I mean, any disturbance uh, is 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 important. So let's fast forward to the winter of 22-23, and it was a devastating winter in a lot of the West. Um, and it caught the southern, southeastern corner of Idaho um, and turned it upside down. I mean, obviously, uh, Wyoming uh, got rid of a whole bunch of, of their controlled tags, uh, especially for does and doe fawn antelope. And, and uh, Colorado, I think, cut 32,000 tags um, for the 2023 hunting season. Just deer or deer and elk? <clears throat> deer, elk, and antelope, all, okay. all due to the effects of the winter. And gotcha. we saw it. Um, we have uh, we didn't have any current antlerless hunting in that area, and uh, we have a you know buck only hunting. So we didn't change any seasons per se, but it obviously came up again as it has, uh, as you well know, Robbie. I mean, the idea of shed antler hunting uh, has been around here for the last thirty years, and um, restricting it. And um, obviously that th that public interest um, led the legislature, the Idaho legislature, to actually pass uh, Senate Bill 1143, which actually then gave the commission the authority over uh, shed antlers and the parts of animals that have died uh, naturally over winter. Um, and, uh, and just to make perfectly certain this rule does not apply to private land. It's only, only on public land. So on private land, that's a, a different, a different deal, just like our motorized hunting rule applies on public land, but not on private. So anyways, the legislature passed that and that took effect. So the legend, so the commission now has the authority to regulate um, shed antler hunting gathering and um and it will um so the next step in the commission process is for them to um go out to the public with a with some ideas some proposals and this comment period started the 18th of september goes through the 9th of october 
and uh, we're trying to get some input. Uh, we actually already, as of Monday, had 1,200 different comments um, on the website, so that's really good. But uh, it's a complex issue, and um, I know there are a lot of different, there are many sides to this issue, and uh, I just wanted to come on here and talk about it and uh, encourage people uh, to get on our website and uh, and give comment if they would like. Okay, so this is just at the Idaho Fish and Game website. They can just Google that. And where on the website is the proposal in the comments right, listed? Right. Absolutely. It's right on the front page um, of the website. If you go to our homepage, it says FNG seeks public comment on proposed emergency closures on antler hunting and gathering. Okay, sounds good. So, um, you see, so you gave the history of that there, and, and I remember some of that. I remember back in 94 when uh, they put that restriction in pretty close to, to my stomping grounds and then expanded it again in 98 and uh, covered a whole bunch of, of southern Idaho. And then all of a sudden it just went away. And, you know, we didn't have podcasts then. We, you know, internet wasn't very good then. I, I never really heard a good case for why it went away and if i'm understanding you it had to do with the, the scope of the law like it, it, you guys couldn't enforce it what was it? yeah it was it was legal authority exactly yeah we we the commission did not have at that time the legal authority over antlers they just had it was just about i mean their legal authority was wildlife only and not their parts. And like I said, um, the legislature added that opportunity for the commission to have that authority this uh, in this past legislative session. And I would like to point out that most states, when the when their commissions were set up, were already granted the authority over wildlife and their parts. Um, Where Idaho was not. So that's what the difference was. Yeah. Okay. So then we let that ride for what, over 20 years here without a season. And, um, you know, I want to explore both sides on this issue. Um, I, I just got done reading out of my book on the last episode about shed antlers and, you know, I, I, I I'm tainted already, but I, I want to make sure that, you know, we get, we get every, all, all the sides in here and that's exactly what the comment period is about. But when the shed antler season went away in the early 2000s, we then rolled into area closures, human entry closures. And around here, it was the Stinking Springs area, uh, Tex Creek um, and uh, Sand Creek uh, wintering areas were all closed to human entry. Um, and, and am I getting that right? I'm sure, sure there was more across the state, but around here, that's what it was. And, and actually, Robbie, uh, the those human entry closures were pretty specific to Region 6. Um, there weren't any okay. on the state in other okay. places. But, I mean, obviously, um, you know, you guys on a regular basis get significant winter. And I think people have recognized that for a long, long time that, when you harass elk or deer, um, you know, it reduces their survival. The other thing it does, obviously, is pushes those animals um, into places where they're not necessarily uh, tolerated as much either, which, which can be a problem. OnX Hunt is the number one GPS hunting app in the industry. 
And one reason they're leading is because they're continually providing updates to the Onyx Hunt app. Updates like the new Onyx in-dash navigation suite. From the time you slide into the seat of your vehicle, viewing Onyx Hunt with CarPlay and Android Auto allows you to easily flow from Onyx to the road in front of you, ensuring you know exactly where you are and how to get where you're heading. Want directions to a certain point in the Onyx Hunt app, but don't want to keep glancing at your phone? Use the Navigate To feature to navigate to your saved waypoints. This is true off-road navigation for hunters. You can now use the Onyx Hunt app hands-free and have access to your map markups, public-private boundaries, routing, offline maps, and more. Do it all from the seat of your truck. If you're ready to make the jump, save 20% by using the code ROCKCAST at checkout. My hometown, Iona, Idaho. Once we see them on the foothill here, we're in trouble. We know that. Uh, so the area closures, um, it sucked because, you know, some of those places I wanted to go. But I had also seen what a circus it had become in the, in the years um, that didn't have human human closure, human entry closure. So the old shed antler laws that we had for a few years we could shed hunt until was it January 1st or January 15th? Do you remember? Uh, till, uh, uh, December 31st. Yep. December 31st. Okay. So even in those years prior to December 31st, j- just in a couple of years, it was amazing how many more people were on the winter range, um, especially stinking Springs. And maybe that's just because it's a, you know, a little more accessible, but I, you know, I heard guys, same thing with Tex Creek and all of that, that just, the shed pressure just increased massively. And I remember sitting, sitting on highway 26 glassing over onto some of that country. And I just felt bad. I felt dirty. And, and, and this is why I could see little pods of deer from, you know, three to 10 deer all the way up to entire herds. It was like watching a tennis game. They would run over the hill and run into one guy. And then they would run back over the hill and run into another guy. And then they would go up the hill and run into another guy. I mean, it was, that was when I just, I self-soured on shed hunting then. And it's in my book. If people, people don't believe me, go read my book. That was written eight years ago. I said right in there, I, I, I never could convince myself I wasn't adding to the problem. And, 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 and it's not that I quit shed hunting, but it just wasn't as fun then. Number one, the, the, the competition was so high, you know, you no longer were really, shed hunting it was more like you know race race to which mountain who could ever get there first um and and then just just watching the animals have to move so much and so you know i'm tainted already that's what i mean when i say i'm tainted already so i supported the human entry closers as even as much as they affected me because suddenly it got calm again you know you could go up and watch wintering deer and they were doing their thing and you know they weren't being pressured it it did make a difference and um but that was just in those small areas the and and then a lot of the other areas well all the other areas that didn't have a human closure you could you could shed hunt anytime and that seemed to be okay for a while until these other states begin to clamp down and and start shed seasons and you just named them, Nevada, you know, our bordering states, Nevada, 
um, Wyoming, Colorado, I guess they're not a bordering state, but, uh, and, and then Utah also has shed antler closers, but they roll theirs in and roll them out depending on winter severity, the way I understand it. And so with the increase in the popularity of shed hunting, that, that left a lot of people with nowhere to hunt. And, um, and then throw one more thing in here this year, this might be a rumor level, but I think it happened. Wyoming ban non-residents from the shed antler hunt on the Jackson Hole Elk Refuge. So now there's even more people that don't get a shed hunt that are looking for places. So in, in, in my mind, Idaho is kind of sticking out like a sore thumb. Like, hey, everybody come here. Uh, am, I, am I characterizing that right? Well, I, I think obviously, um, like many restrictions in states around other states, you get this squeezing the balloon squeezing effect where when somebody can't do it in some place they go to another place and i guess i would like to clarify on on the on the uh, on behalf of wyoming that the legislature what they did in this last season in in their shed antler closure area is they delayed non-residents seven days they can't go. They can't go to Wyoming until seven days after the residents are allowed. And now, um, all non-residents that that are out shed hunting need a conservation stamp to collect shed antlers. So, gotcha. Okay, and that's why I said it was kind of at rumor level, but I remember hearing that. And, you know, all the all the uh, rock slides threads that got started, um, and. Um, the back and forth on it. It was, it was actually kind of funny. Uh, it, it, people were saying, Oh, okay. So the non-residents have to come later. So this is like when the dad goes out and plays basketball with his kid and he ties one hand behind his back. So his kid can win. It was, it was just kind of funny. Don't know if that's true or not. I hope to help Wyoming. I don't know. But anyways, it was one more example of, of now we got more displaced people looking for a place to shed hunt and Oh, let's go to Idaho. There's no seasons there. Is that correct? Well, I mean, obviously, it was it was more focused on the animal, animals themselves um, and the fact that, um, you know, in during severe winters, um, you know, deer, we all know that deer walk into the winter with their groceries literally on their back in fat deposits. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you uh as you witnessed those deer being bounced back and forth i mean you talk about a deer on winter range in eight inches of snow or deeper it's energetically costing for that deer to actually move through that snow so it costs more energy than it would be to walk on dry ground and when you increase their activity beyond what they would normally do, they're using up energy, therefore their survival goes down. Um, do we have a lot of data on that? No, but we know from physiology that there's only so much energy uh, they can carry with them. You know, what they eat in the winter is mostly to keep their gut kind of moving. It's not highly nutritious. It ends up to be a lot of it is sagebrush and uh which has a whole lot of chemicals that aren't necessarily uh you know protein builders and uh you know it, it's it, it's 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 costly and i i think that you know the proposal that idaho has on our website 
it, it basically is, do you support the establishment of emergency shed antler closures to disturb wintering big game during and after severe winters? That that's the that's the okay. I should I should have asked that. I mean, exactly what are they proposing? Yeah. It sounds like it's not. It's going to be like Utah then, be a rolling shed antler season, depending on winter severity. At, at the at this at this juncture, but I think you know, talking to fish and game commissioners, they want to get people's input on 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 how they feel about shed antler closures, and you know. One of my jobs is going to be actually to summarize all that public information <clears throat> into a report to them uh, at their November meeting. So uh, the the other options on the uh, so there's three <clears throat> three basically three questions to ask uh, uh, on the on our website, and then a whole big comment box for people to to free form whatever they want. To put in there, the other ones are um, an option A to have us to have a shed antler gathering closure season, the uh, closure this coming January through April fourteenth, and we set it at April fourteenth because turkey hunting starts on the fifteenth, yeah, uh, and that puts a lot of people in the woods. Um, and then the second option is uh, both the southeast, the same shed antler gathering closure January 1 to April 14th, but in the Southeast region and the upper snake regions. Gotcha. So, so have common, common dates. I think it's just like any deer yeah. season, it, having common opening and closing dates is a smart thing anyways. Um, yeah, and, um, and every other state has January 1 and uh, either April 15th or May 1st. So gotcha. Gotcha. Um, okay. So, so if I'm understanding you though, that, that that's what the proposal period, the comment period is about is do people want uh, a, a continual ongoing season every year or just a season for when it, the winters are severe? Did I understand that? No, no, actually um, okay. it is, uh, you know, do you support just an emergency uh shed antler closures um to decrease disturbance on wintering big game so yeah it's but it, the word emergency is what's throwing me off because that's yeah, kind so of it, utah's it, language they it, say it, okay we're having a severe winter we're going to go ahead and close it oh we're having a pretty open winter we're not going to close it so yeah, that's correct that's how it would be yeah that's how it would be so so that's what i'm trying to trying to figure out here how can we say here on you know late september whether we want one in january or not uh, that's, that's confusing to me because we don't know what the winter severity is going to be like last year, you know, by January 1st, we were all going, Ooh, this could be bad. It would have made sense to roll one in, yeah, but and, you know, think of 2014, 15, my goodness, you could almost wear a t-shirt on January 1st. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. And, you know, the commission has this ability to, um, invoke the shed hunting, uh, closures uh, in in time and space. So, if on January first it's bad, um, or let's say it's t-shirt weather on January first, but on the fifteenth uh, we get hit with a a bad winter storm in some part of the state that dumps two feet of snow uh, and it temperature drops. They can actually institute that closure that emergency closure at any time 
Um, okay, I see what you mean. Then it doesn't have to start on the on January first, but it it if it if they knew in December that it was going to happen that you know because of winter weather in late November. I mean, last year we started with wicked no yeah. November weather. Yeah, totally. Late October, three feet of snow on the summer range. And we we last couple of days of deer season. That uh, that you know and and. And, you know, the commission, you know, can meet with basically about a 24 hour notice uh, to uh, establish those emergencies uh, areas. OK, so are there different proposals or is it just you said there's three, three questions? There, um, there's three questions. And basically one is, you know, the first one is, is do you support the commission establishing um, an emergency shed antler closure framework? And then the okay. second two are simply, um, you know, that the department is considering closing the Southeast region in the spring of 2024 based on the, the severity of the winter of 2023. And um, the second option would be to the commission or the department is proposing to close um, the Southeast region and the upper snake regions in 2024. So those one is the main question. And then two are options one and two. Um, but really, I mean, you know, people can, can go ahead and, uh, you know, indicate their support or not support and then sort of, then, then elaborate in the comment box, which, uh, you know, they'll, if uh, they'll, they'll. Oh, the comment box, it will be full. They'll get a comment box and, <laughs> uh, and really kind of, uh, uh, and, and I, <clears throat> I will have to read every one of those comments and. Uh, um, <laughs> Lucky you. And summarize them and sort of put them into categories. <clears throat> you, you, hey, you sure you want me to launch this podcast? Do do not. Yeah, uh, do not You're a brave man. It's 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 everybody's wildlife, and it is. It is. We, the more input we get, the the better we're we're able to do a job managing your wildlife. So yeah, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Okay, so um, back to the three questions though. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around this because I don't have them in writing. Is it an either or option? So could could all three? Could all three come into play? Or if basically on the first one, do you support the commission establishing these seasons? If you say no on that, then the other two are invalid, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. But if you say yes on that, and then you go down and you say, okay, Southeast, I Southeast Idaho, you know, region, region five, or what are we region? Yeah. Region five down here. Um, you could say definitely no shed antler season in 2024. That one, that's going to be regardless of conditions. That's based on last year's conditions because we're trying to heal up our deer herd. Yep. Correct? Okay. Exactly. And then you could even expand it into eastern Idaho, which is the old language of region six. Uh -huh. um, region seven, too, or the salmon region, or just region nope, six? It would just be region five and region six. But, I mean, if people okay. thought that it needed to be in other places, um, obviously the comment box is where people should say that. Okay. Okay. I'm following you now though. And, okay. You know, if they, you know, I, I mean, obviously there are a million iterations right now. Um, 
the department wanted the department and commission wanted to move forward with the with an, an emergency um as needed basis shed antler gathering season um we'll see what public sentiment is about that and and who knows there might be a dearth of comments to go one way or the other um on, on this well my experience has been working on the internet and rock slide and all that stuff you're going to hear a, a loud voice from those who are against this that's what i've always seen and uh, they they seem to be the most vocal uh the ones that that, that want to keep the shed antler seasons open I, I don't know that i haven't looked at your 1200 comments right now but is it slanting that way i haven't looked at them either honestly um i in the first week we got um yeah seven or eight hundred comments and i have not actually uh, gone through and looked at any of them yet i was going to wait for the uh the sum total to be uh Sure, sure, sure. Well, I can tell you the the one that's on your Instagram, that's the unofficial one. All the com the, the majority of the comments are for are, are going to be against the commission um, establishing any type of shed season, and that's how it usually is when I see these arguments come up. The guys that are that are that want to keep the shed antler hunting open, they're very vocal, and I don't blame them. I mean, and, and that's even though I'm kind of tainted here, I want to give those guys a voice too. And these are some of the points that they make. And, and, and they're hard to argue with. So they'll, they always say, hey, you're going to go ahead and restrict the shed antler hunters. So we're losing our freedom here to go out here and collect shed antlers and um, or, you know, being restricted to a certain time. It's not that you can never go get them. Uh, they bring up a couple of points that are hard to argue against. You're not restricting any other users from being out on the landscape. So the snowmobilers are still out there, the snowshoers, the dog walkers, the whatever's out there in the winter they're still out there with no restrictions and that's that's what i like about the, the 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 human closure areas is it was fair to everybody now you can't close all the state to humans that i mean that sounds terrible in fact um but that's what they always say that hey you're not restricting anybody else how come just us so what what is what is i don't know if you can say this on a, a, an official department standpoint or just your personal opinion or maybe just want to bow out i don't know but what do we say to those guys because they always bring that point up well i i guess i don't have an official uh department stance on that but i can tell you that you know the commission is wanting to make a difference in overwinter survival um we don't the commission does not have um authority over people who are recreating other than shed hunting, hunting, fishing, all those things. So they're doing what they believe is within their authority and for putting it out there to the public to get input, to see how this moves forward. And, you know, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the, I, I drive down the interstate every once in a while when I have to and there's people doing a hundred miles an hour there too, but um, yeah, I, it's clearly not legal. Um, it's not benefiting all the other people that are traveling on the same road. It just, uh, yeah. <clears throat> and, and, and you're right. I mean, there will be people. Um, I mean, you, there are a lot of stories about shed hunting and the, the, the levels that people go to, 
to find a shed antler and or to, uh, you know, secure it in their possession. You're exactly right. And, and I'm only offering opinion on here because, um, you know, what I've seen is with the other recreational users that are out there, I don't see them in most places impacting the winter range to the degree that a shed antler hunter is and even a legal shed antler, antler hunter i mean we are going to where the deer are we're going we're mixing it up with the deer and you know we're watching them we're we're you know i'm not talking about the guys that chase them and try to knock their antlers off i i, I think that's a small number of people that actually do that most of the guys i know you know they're, they're, they try to be as careful as possible but we are introducing disturbance in that exact place so kelly canyon for example when you go up to kelly canyon ski resort the right hand side of the road is closed uh to human entry the left hand side of the road is open and uh it's a perfect example of of what i'm talking about you go up there and on the right hand side of the road the deer are calm you know munching doing their thing um and even though there's a ton of skiers going up and down that road snow machiners and everything uh on the left hand side of the road where it's open the only people that are up on those hillsides are the shed antler hunters sorry guys it's the truth um and and you know those are the guys that are moving the deer you know the deer have have you know they're how long has Kelly Canyon Ski Resort been there? My goodness, 60 years. You know, the deer are pretty used to that there's going to be a lot of people on that road, but they can find, um, you know, some relative peace just by staying away from that road. Um, and so that, that's what I would say to the guys that say that, uh, you know, that, that, well, all the other users are out there. Well, for I'm sure there's exception to this, but most places those other users are not right in in the deer could be wrong that's what the comment period is is open for but i but i always have a hard time arguing with those guys too because you know they bring up a great point and uh you know this is america we don't want to give up our freedoms unless we have to i don't think there's a lot of hunters out there that would fight for a shed antler season if there was good if there was a good survive improve the survival if we if we knew this is really helping the deer a lot of guys are not going to argue against that but to the guys on the other side it's, it's hard to it's hard to argue with them when they say well hey man everybody else is out there too so anyways we've got that um the, the, the other one i hear is is it even enforceable and and toby i mean i kind of got to agree with these guys a little bit i i know just as recently as last year um uh guys that were you know calling game wardens trying to get them out and you know they they were they were witnessing even though there was no shed antler season they were witnessing harassment and things like that and and some you know we only got so many game wardens they got they cover huge areas you hear it all the time um is it even enforceable if we did have a season like this or is it just going to be keeping the honest guys out the rock cast is also powered by magview gear step up your digiscoping game with the most streamlined digiscoping adapter in the industry magview pioneered a new era of digiscoping with its universal minimalistic spotting scope and binocular adapters the system is designed to eliminate the frustrations and inconveniences found in traditional digiscoping systems MagView's multifunctional system consists of three interchangeable designs, the S1 spotting scope adapter, the B1 binocular adapter, and the MagView phone plate. All MagView systems create an incredibly strong, stable digiscoping platform and only require a super thin stainless steel plate adhered to the phone to secure it to the optic. No more bulky phone cases, no more optic specific adapters. MagView is the digiscoping choice for minimalist hunters looking for one adapter to fit most in-class optics. 
Many Rockslide members and staff have chosen the MagView system. You can see our in-depth review at rockslide.com and the Rockslide YouTube channel. To discover more about MagView gear, visit magviewgear.com for full specification, installation videos, and tips and tricks. Start capturing your own MagView moments today. I mean, that's a great question, Robbie, and obviously why we went away from the season in 2002 at all. And I think that, you know, with the new uh, statute, which people can look up, um, I think it's on our uh, website, but it's 36-507 is the actual Idaho statute. Um, and it is, it restricts the possession, transportation, sale, and, and, uh, and collection of antlers and horns to protect wintering big game. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, our conservation officers work hard at enforcing a lot of different, a huge variety of regulations and ultimately gaining compliance from people is what we want and uh you know it it it's it's what makes a difference in the end um you know we have cheaters um doing a lot a variety of different things and our conservation officers work really hard to put those cases together um, on those on those folks, and I think they will too. Uh, here in this example, also work hard um, if people are breaking the law. Okay. You can't, well, you can't even just... antler. You can't say that you're. You know, I mean, obviously, there's going to be the 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 enforcement work, but yeah, I mean, if somebody finds somebody with a truck full of sheds in in that area within that time limit you know they'll have to go to work and figure out exactly what what happened so and and yeah i mean it 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 is you know a lot of our rules are very difficult to enforce um but i i think that this one now at least has a statute that backs it up that they can cite people with and well i guess we'll have to see right and 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 i i just know that's going to always going to be one of our challenges and 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 you know i don't i just i personally i don't want a law that that isn't enforceable i mean you know you want to go it doesn't matter if it's if, if it's in the public sphere or if it's in business rules that aren't enforceable <sighs> why even have them and if it's only keeping the honest guys out it's hard to argue against you know when those shed antler seasons came in before and then with the human closures i've i've followed those rules i totally have but man there's still guys that don't it's just it just gets in people's craw and so you know i think a lot of people would support it if indeed it was enforced this is something i think that's changed since 2002 is um you know it, it, it in 2002, it was harder to enforce. You know, cell phones were barely getting out there then. Now everybody's got a you know high def- definition camera, you know satellite messengers, I and mean, we can get a hold of anybody anytime. And I think if there was a shed antler season, shed antler closure, the public 
will assist in enforcing it. Um, I, they, I, I know they already do that on the area closures. I mean, you, you see a boot track going to an area closure and, a, you know, somebody's on the phone with the game warden. Um, and, uh, you know, back in 2002, it was, you know, just, it was hard to even get a hold of a game warden, hard to even get a hold of the fishing game. So that might be something that makes it easier to enforce now. But I, I guess, I guess I would just kind of end it with that was, you know, let's, let's make, make sure we think it through and, 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 and is it enforceable? And is, it, is it fairly applied everywhere? Um, I think we're, it sounds like they're really singling out this side of Idaho to implement these seasons. Um, well, I think they're correct? singling out this side of Idaho because we suffered a pretty severe winter last year. Gotcha. And, and I think the, what, the, what, the, what the regulation and the statute would allow is them to implement that anywhere say if the panhandle of idaho got you know gotcha got got devastated you know it's really about sort of point source let let's let's see if we can help these uh you know wintering animals out by uh keeping uh people out of there for a few months and uh you know and and it was interesting um had a big meeting with i don't know five or six states um when we were down at the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo in February about shed antler hunting. And uh, some of my colleagues from Colorado indicated that since their season has been in place, that elk have moved back into places where they hadn't been um, because there's less people up there. And um, they moved back onto winter range that hadn't been used in you know, a decade or two because uh-huh. just full of people looking for um, antlers. Well, and that's the kind of data that we need out there, Toby. And and it feels like there's not much. It really just, it really does. I mean, you know, kind of, kind of got to concede to the, to the guys that are going to be against the, against this is can, can we even prove that we're making a difference? And of course, I think we are, of course, when you're not pushing deer all over, I mean, it just like you said, physiologically, it makes sense, but it's pretty hard to argue with data. And if we've got, you know, stuff like that out there and, and we can show these things, um, I mean, I, th- I think you'll get a lot more people on board. Uh, Walt Prothero, he was a writer of yesteryear. I think he's still a professor at Weber State. He might be retired now. He used to wrote, write for Sports and Field, wrote a couple of good mule deer books, Mule Deer Quest, um, Stalking Trophy Mule Deer. And he talked about it a lot in there. And of course, he's on the Wasatch Front, which there's probably no other winter range that's been impacted by development like the Wasatch Front. And, you know, he documented bucks that were not surviving over the years. Um uh, from from winter range um, activity, and I wasn't just shed antlers. I mean, you know, dog walkers, all that stuff that's down there. But it's always just been very loosely uh, assembled out there that we that, that we actually have any science on this. And yeah, we we can argue that well, physiologically it makes sense. But I'm I'm just telling you as a department, you know, prove it to us. Show, show us that this is going to make a difference. If you really want public support, and let's just say we get a shed antler season in there, uh, I, I hope that's not just the end of it. We should we, we should continue to watch and say, hey, does it make sense to have it every single year? Or does it just make sense to have it on like what Utah's doing, rolling it in and rolling it out? Um, none of us want to give up our freedoms. I mean, but but if if it's making a difference, I think it's it's much more sellable to the public, um, and 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 it just doesn't. Sometimes it just 
feels like, well, the department's on this side of it and the public's on this side of it. And I, I just don't think that's a good place to stay if we're going to do something like this. It was, uh, yeah, and, and, and I get about freedom and everything, but I mean, we're, my, my job is deer and elk, and that's what I care about most professionally. And, you know, there are a lot of people, uh, you know, a great, great statistic was that, um, you know, Utah has a shed antler gathering uh, ethics course. Uh, yeah. that basically, it's mandatory online course. And, uh, you know, 30% of the courses were taken by non-residents after they sort of mined the data. And 80% mm -hmm. of the people that of the non-resident, 80% of those 30% didn't buy any sort of Utah license, hunting, fishing, nothing. They were just shed hunters. Yes, sir. Wow. So that that's sort of a... You know, I, I think that it's more than necessarily, it, 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 in a lot of places, I think it's more than people who just uh, love hunting and big game. Uh, I think there's, there's, there's a greater dynamic to who's out there shed hunting. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, I mean, most of the people that I know that are super hardcore hunters you know, they like to get out in the spring and they might pick up an antler or two, but that's not their focus. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's me. And obviously, I mean, the, the, the financial aspects of shed antler um, has changed over the last 20 years. As you, <laughs> it, it is, but I don't care what anybody says. If you, if you put it, if you put a pencil to it and a calculator to it, you got to pick up a lot of shed antlers to pay for $4 a gallon Biden gas. I mean, that's just how it is. And most, you know, I sh I've shed antler hunted a lot. It, it is not a profitable endeavor for most of us. And, no. you know, and I see, I see guys, you know, putting 20,000 miles a year on their, on their $60,000 truck shed antler hunting. I'm thinking, man, this is an expensive hobby. You should just admit it. I'm sure there's some guys making money at it, but you know, anybody that says, Oh, man, you're taking away my ability to make money. Uh, I, I, I don't know. That, that one's kind of laughable to me. Um, let's see. What else, Toby? I think we tried to cover both sides as fairly as possible here. Anything else? Uh, you know, I guess I'd just like to, yeah, make another pitch that, you know, if you have any interest in commenting on it, please go to our website. Um, it should be on the front page on the of our fishing game uh, website. And... Uh, it should be on the front page on the on the left hand side below the the main photo and uh, click on the link and uh, please give us your comments. We would love to hear them. And uh, the more comments we get, um, you know, the the more informed the commission will be on, in their decision space. And who who knows where they'll go in December? I mean, in, at at their November meeting. But I will be. Uh, I will be presenting that data um, at the Lewiston meeting uh, in uh, November. And that is one good thing I can say about Idaho Fish and Game. Many other things, too. But that's one thing living here. I always feel like at least we have some voice. And, you know, I, I'm not a resident of any other states. Maybe it's that way everywhere. But I always feel like when you put this stuff out that you listen. And, you know, you may, may, it may end up going a different way than what I was hoping. 
but I, I always felt like, hey, they listen. And I have I can't think of any right now, but I, I've seen major things shift because of public opinion, even against maybe what the department was thinking. I've seen them make decisions like, okay, this is what people want. Let's go this direction. And so, you know, kudos to you guys and you know, knowing that you're going to be the one out there reading the comments, um, you know, kudos to you for putting it out there. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, and uh, really appreciate the opportunity of being on here and uh, and uh, look forward to uh, seeing all the comments. And uh... what's the time frame going to be, Toby? Um, like it closes October 9th. Sounds like there's a possibility there could be a shed antler season starting January 1st of 2024. How much notice will we have between the end of the comment period and January 1st? So the commission will meet in November and uh, discuss these the, the, these proposals. So okay. they will be taking action at their November. I think the actual, the, you know, the... Their two-day meetings. I think they're it's the 15th and 16th of November in Lewiston. Uh, for those folks that can't join but would like to listen in, um, those are all um simulcast uh over uh over Zoom. So uh we we people can listen in, uh view the whole commission meeting. And if you don't have time during the day to see that, um recorded the the commission meetings are now recorded and you can you can watch the individual portions that you'd like to see uh at a later date on our website all right that sounds great and so everybody that's out there here's the man himself toby he's going to be reading your comments get on there answer those three simple questions uh um, if you want to argue for a shed antler season or against it there's the comment box right there um uh, uh be civil and uh remember there's humans on the both sides of the issue here and uh, hopefully we uh, got everything reflected here today of the pros and the cons of it and uh but but let him know and that that's the great thing about living in america we have a chance to make our, our voice heard and uh if you're if you're for it get on there if you're not for it get on there but don't don't just sit on the side as he said many times in this episode, the more people they hear from, the better decisions they can make. So thank you very much, Toby, for giving everybody the opportunity to do this. And man, I wish you luck reading all them comments. <laughs> Thanks, Robbie. It, uh, <laughs> it will be an education, I'm sure. <laughs> all right, buddy. Thank you very much, Toby. Have a good one. Yep. Take care, Robbie. Appreciate it. Bye-bye.